It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get said, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my In the name of Jesus, Father, we declare that any arrow that the enemy is throwing to attack us in this country on the 3rd of August, we declare in the name of Jesus, let that arrow be broken. We declare that our lives are protected. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen. Somebody say break. Now, I want us to look at something this evening. Breaking every resistance against my all-round success. Jesus. Now, I'm going to speak about five things. Just going to give you five points. Then, after that, we will pray. And we'll believe God for the release of grace to minister the prophetic. Amen. Mm. 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 Now, you have to understand that life is a warfare. And those who mistaking life for fanfare end up as victims of life. Life is not a fanfare. The day you realize that life is more is the day you are growing. But most people have not realized it yet. Irrespective of their age. That is why it is your understanding of the word that exposes you to maturity. It's not age. Okay? So the moment you come to understand that life is war, then you have to understand that there is something you have to do to keep on winning. Praise God. And you have to understand that any battle that you do not stand in and confront, you cannot conquer. Any paper you don't write, you don't pass that exam. It takes confrontation to have conquest. Now, unfortunately, most believers are trying to run away from the realities of certain spiritual truths because they feel that it will only have effect over my life if I know it or if I am taught about it or if I, if I appreciate that that is truth of the word. But truth is not an opinion. And that is how come your emotions cannot affect truth. For example, if you say that the color of a leaf is brown, is yellow, it does not change the reality of the green pigmentation that is found in it. So you have an opinion, but the opinion does not override the fact. Now, what am I trying to say? Most believers are trying to run away from the realities of spiritual battles that they have to keep maintaining their victory over. Because most people think that the moment I accept it and I think so, then it becomes so. It was there before you were born. 
and your opinion will not change it. Now, yesterday, some days ago, I was telling my mother about something and I said, I, I showed her a part of my body and I said that there is this mark there. He said that it is on my brother at the same place and on my grandmother at the same place. Yeah. At the same place. Yes, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. So keep fooling. People who have been uh, have a certain realm of success because I are still dealing with things. Now you that you don't have any sign of anything. Mercy. So the reality of spiritual battles cannot be overemphasized. Neither can it be ignored. It is part of the truth of scripture. Can you believe that when you read the book of Luke chapter number 4 and Matthew chapter number 4, Bible said that Jesus was full of the spirit and was led by the spirit through the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And the Bible said that the devil led Jesus. Now, the spirit of the Lord led him to the wilderness, but the devil led Jesus to the pinnacle of the mountain, showing him all the riches of the kingdoms of, of heaven at once. At one moment, he was led by the spirit, and another moment, he was led by the devil. Let's look at it before you say it's not in the Bible. I'm showing you how real spiritual things are. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Have you seen that? Now, jump to verse 5. And the devil taking him up into the high mountain. Have you seen that? Have you seen that the devil took Jesus up? Have you seen that? Have you seen that the devil has power to take Jesus up? Now, look at verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem. Have you seen that? Have you seen who, who is bringing who? The devil is bringing Jesus to Jerusalem. Are you reading the Bible? Now, all this happened on the mountains in the wilderness. So it is Jesus who revealed this to the disciples to know. Because they were not there. None of them was called. He was showing them the reality of spiritual battles. When the devil came to tempt him, he had not called the apostles yet. He had not gone to Galilee to perform the miracles for Peter to follow, for John to follow, for James to follow. So it was Jesus who was revealing to the people, the apostles, Luke and Matthew, that this is what happened before you came on the scene. The devil led me, brought me up, took me on. That is so graphic that it cannot be denied. If you don't want to believe in the realities of spiritual battles, you are calling Jesus, the person who is explaining, expounding spiritual warfare as a liar. And Jesus is the truth. I said that truth is not a subject. Truth is a person. The person of Jesus is truth. That's why you cannot 
watered down the reality of spiritual battles. Neither can you treat it as a, as a playground. May God open your eyes, somebody. So, spiritual battles are real. And I want to tell you something that most believers who are unable to enjoy the riches of redemption, the abundance of grace that is available to them in Christ, is because there are certain things that the devil has done to their minds, first of all. To their minds, first of all, to make them not see even the revelation of the word. And that aside, there are things the devil does to the bodies of people who are, who are believers. It doesn't change it. Doesn't change it. And I'm going to show you scriptures and, and I want everybody here to be very sensitive when it comes to things of the spirit. Say amen. Now you see, if you are a spiritual person or if you are walking in the spirit and you are growing in the spirit, you can easily say spiritual things. But if you are always eating, always fooling, always joking, always living the natural, normal life, it will be difficult for you to sense the move of the spirit. And that is why so many people seem not to see the direction that God is taking. For example, there are things that you may be going through that you don't have an understanding as to why it is happening. But if you have spiritual sensitivity, you would have seen the spirit behind it. Whether it's the Holy Ghost or a demonic spirit, you would have seen it. <laughs> now, anything that you have not seen does not mean the thing does not exist. Have you seen molecules before? What about nitrogen? Where did you meet Helium? These are realities that, that have interplay in biochemical reactions and chemical reactions and systems. And the fact that you cannot see something with your eyes does not mean does not exist. But when you are sensitive to the things of the spirit, your spirit can easily catch some of these things. And you know the direction of prayer that you must pray. So important to be spiritual. So important. And that is why when you were young and you were growing up, they said that learn the Bible, pray. You didn't understand those basics. Now, if at your age, learn the Bible, pray, it's, it's an instruction and not a quality of your reality in your work with God. You have many things to deal with. Because now, it's not just pray, but pray to know the voice of God, to find out what is behind the situation. Now, just the prayer, the mechanic work of prayer, you don't even like. Now, how to grow in hearing his voice? That's how can we have plenty of people in church without results, full of insults and mockery. Because when it was time for them to grow beyond a certain realm, they are still there. That's how come people outside the kingdom can laugh at people in the kingdom. What have been happening? You have been going to church. That will not be your story again. So, I'm speaking about the realities of spiritual battles. Now, the way you can see somebody sitting to your left and to your right, that is how when the Lord opens your eyes in the realm of the spirit, you will see realities. Realities beyond what is tangible. Yeah. Now let's go on. So number one, the divine thought will 
and purpose of God concerning your life as a believer is for you to experience number one, prosperity of the spirit. Number two, prosperity of the soul. And number three, prosperity of the body. Somebody say amen. Uh, so the plan of God and the purpose of God, the thoughts and intentions of God concerning your life as a believer is for you to have this experience where number one, you experience prosperity of the spirit. Number two, you experience prosperity of the soul. And number three, you experience prosperity of the body. Say amen. So when, when I'm talking about the soul, I'm speaking about three things. I'm speaking about the mind. I'm speaking about the will. I'm speaking about intellect and I'm speaking about emotions. So you can actually write for instance. And those of you who feel that you are still in college, you have not grown to be teacher. When we were in, when we were in JHS, when we were in JHS, we were already leading things in church. We were already leading things. Ask people who knew me in JHS. We were leading things in church. When I graduated from junior youth, they retained me as a teacher. I became a teacher with my teachers. When, when I finished, when they graduated people to go, they retained me to become a teacher. I was teaching people who were older than me. I was teaching people who were my age mates. As a teacher, yeah, just, just one graduation just made me teacher. So those of you who feel that you are too young to grow up, you are stupid. By now, you should be growing and you should be growing faster. You see, the reason why you should be growing faster is because now dealing with issues is becoming more complex than it used to be. Things that your grandmother would have been able to deal with years ago. Now she can't deal with it. First, all she needs to go to do is to go to a phone booth, make a call, just write the number on this thing, give it to somebody. And now that thing does not exist. Yes, she has to know how to operate the smartphone. It is now more complex to make a call than it used to be, even though it's more efficient and effective. Because the technological advancement that is now here was not present there. That's how come issues that they could have easily dealt with. For example, years ago, if you want to marry, just get trick and take shoe and something for the parents and pan and a uh, 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 sewing machine. But now, if you go to those same parents that you want to marry their daughter, you'll see whether they will tell you to bring shoe and pan and sewing machine. So, our generation has more issues to do with. Why? Because they are more complex now. And the demons that fought your grandparents and your great-grandparents are the same demons who are in the families. Now your grandparents and your great-great-grandparents who could see, some of them could understand when helps is speaking. So they could see things working. They both, they could not stand it. Now you, that helps you don't understand. And Christ too, you don't know. And you think your case is better. be lied to. Don't, don't accept it. Don't accept it. So, accept prosperity of the spirit, prosperity of the soul, and prosperity of the body. 3 John verse 2. 3 John verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things. Above how many things? All things. Somebody say all things. Let me hear your voice. Say all things. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Even as thy soul prospereth. You see, there are two things I want to say, say here. Number one, you will see the three dimensions of prosperity being mentioned here. 
thou mayest prosper. That is the prosperity of the spirit. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. And be in good health. That is prosperity of the body. Even as thy soul prosper, that's prosperity of the mind. Have you seen that? So we have spiritual prosperity, mental or intellectual or emotional prosperity, and material or physical prosperity. Say amen. Now I want you to look at something. Look at the verse carefully. The Bible said, Beloved, I wish above all things. Now, you see, irrespective of what you go through in the past and irrespective of what things does not work for you, above all those experiences you have had and the problems that your life has gone through, the wish of God above all of them is for you to have these three things. That means that at the end of the day, God is going to measure your life by these three standards. Because above everything, this is, this is, the, this is the blueprint. This is the landmark. This is the benchmark. This is what he wants above your school. Above being from Eastern region, above coming from Central region, above every experience, cultural, sociological, tribal, intellectual, above all that, the wish, the desire for God for you, above them, is for you to have this. That means that if you are living your life, you must be looking as to whether you are living your life according to the standard. Whether you are having the prosperity of the spirit, of the soul, and of the body. Why? Because that is the wish of God above all things. That's how come most people have been caught up in rituals and exercises, for example. You see, I said that look for results. You hear me say that? When I say look for results, I say don't go for rituals and exercises now. When you hear that they say somebody's prayerful, what does it mean? Ordinarily, when you hear so, this boy can pray or this girl can pray, what does it mean? It means that when the person is praying, he has energy to pray. But you measure success of prayer by answers. Not voice, not volume, not sound. Not energy. You can hear people praying and you see they have energy, they have quantum of energy left reserved within them to pray. They can pray two hours, three hours. But you have to look at whether they have the answer. Either than that, everything is foolishness and waste of time. That's how come most people are into the gymnastics of prayer without results. Have you heard Papa Adeboye praying? Have you heard him shouting before? Results come so cheaply. He knows the dynamics of prayer. He gets answers. He won't do anything. Did you get the answer? Where's the answer? Where's the answer? That's how come we have many people who have dressed like generals, talk like generals, behave like generals, but has no results in the kingdom. They know how to look like a general. How to have chain around their neck to their pockets. How to wear a certain dress that when you see, you automatically recognize them. Or at least give them the respect and decorum as a man of God. Without results. Foolishness and waste of everybody's time. I said that if I'm going to do something that will have results, I will stop it. I don't have time to waste. That's how come 
people are into the exercises without results. Wake up now. So what God wants you to have is for you to prosper in your spirit, prosper in your mind, and prosper in your body. Say amen. That is his will, his intention. God is not calling to be a prayer warrior. You remember how two people were in the church, Jesus said. And one of them praying, Lord, he said, God, I thank you that I'm not like this person. You remember that prayer? He said, I pay my I give, I feel I'm not like this. And the other one said, God, I'm even unworthy to come before you. I cannot even lift up my head to look at your face. When Jesus finished there, he asked them that, who do you think God will listen to? There are so many, so many pseudo Christians eh? and para Pharisees. They are not Pharisees, but they have the similarities like Pharisees, even though they are God. That's why I said that. When I pray for somebody, and let's say the prayer was that by a month or within two weeks or within whatever, if it comes with the prophetic word, or if it doesn't come with, I mean, I pray for him, the person is going, when I go home, I say, ah, what? Why didn't the person go? There's something I don't know that I should know. Because if I know everything I have to know, this person will be here. So that point. Hey, Papa has come. Water. Drink. Don Simon. Jollof. Then we package. Envelope. God bless you, sir. As you are taking it, are you thinking? What is the effect of what you did to the person? Huh? You think this work is a commercial activity? I don't know how I got there, so let's reverse. So, yeah, I was speaking about, yeah, yeah, about all things, yeah. That, but I want you to look at something. When, when you study the verse carefully, you see that Apostle John said, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Somebody say amen. Now, what John, Apostle John is saying is that, I know that as long as your soul is prospering, your spirit will prosper, your body will prosper. Your soul is the central part that will determine how your body prospers and how your spirit prospers. My God. You know, let, let's read it from down up so that you get what I'm saying. Beloved, I wish above all things that as thy soul prospers, thou may prosper and be in good health. Did you catch it? Beloved, I wish above all things that as thy soul prospers, thou may prosper and be in good health. So, the functionality of your physical prosperity and your spiritual prosperity is hinged on your mental prosperity. That's how come your life will be determined by your mind. 
and your destiny will be determined by your thoughts. So the first thing God wants to give you is a renewed mind. Say a renewed mind. Now, the moment you have a renewed mind, you position yourself at the right place where you can begin to now access results. Okay, so the prosperity of the spirit includes being born again, bearing the fruit of the spirit, manifesting the gifts of the spirit. Okay, the prosperity of the soul includes excellence, intellectual excellence, emotional stability, and using your will to please God. Using your will to please God. Yeah, so important. So many people use their will against God. And the prosperity of the body includes the, the prosperity of your person, your human body, and as well, sorry, as well as financial success. Amen. So when God says that he wants to see you prosper, he's saying that I want to see you do well spiritually, become a giant in the realm of the spirit. Grow by the revelation of the truth year after year, day after day. Now, ask yourself that in the past three years, what has changed in my work with God? Most people are not honest people. Now, if you begin to ask the sincere questions, it will force you to take radical steps that will change your life strategically. Most people have not had any tangible change. Eh? In a long while since they started working with God. Most people. It's activity church. We have gone to church. We have closed. We have gone to church. We have closed. We have gone to church. We have closed. We have cleaned the place. We have closed. We have gone to church. We have gone to church. So they are running a program with God without necessarily being in the place of growth. Before any other thing, you are a child of God. Before you think that you are, you have whatever or God wants to do whatever, think that you are a child of God. That mentality as a child of God should let you know that you are in the process of growing. You are a child and you have to grow into, into boyhood, into adulthood and into maturity. Now, so many people, when they have the, the they understand that they are, they are, they are, they are children of God. It rather makes them relax. This is, I'm a child of God means that uh, don't, I don't care about anything. If you are a child, you are in a process where you have to do something concerning your growth and your development. To grow spiritually, why? It is one of the standards of God above all things. Why would that be important? As you grow, you will see certain battles. You will be confronted with challenges. If your mother told you she will be there for you forever, your father told you, he lied, they lied to you. It's not true. It will never happen. Some of you, your fathers are dead, your mothers are dead. It will never happen. I will be there for you forever. It's a foolish way of massaging failures. There are certain battles that you are going to fight alone by yourself. In fact, there are battles that as you face, that you try and involve your mother, your mother say, fight it alone. There are battles you are going to go through. You want to bring your father, your father say, handle it alone. Why? Because at that pedestal, you are expected to demonstrate maturity. Nobody is going to do everything. It's not true. 
It's not true. When you wake up fast, it helps you. That is why it's so important that you grow spiritually. Why? So that you'll be able to speak against certain situations. You'll be able to talk to certain situations and see the change. Praise God. And prosperity of the soul. Prosperity of the soul. That has to do, I, I mentioned two things, the intellect, the will, and the emotions. Amen? And, and that is God's thought and plans for you. Praise God. And then the prosperity of the body. The prosperity of the body. Now, I showed you two verses um, last weekend. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. How I showed you in those scriptures how it is the will, the thought, and the purpose of God for you to walk in financial success and abundance. Because there is no way to fulfill vision without adequate provision. It is impossible. Now, the moment you see a believer speaking against financial prosperity of the kingdom, the person is already under attack by demons and does not know it. Because it will take demonic pressure for you to override the system that God is running and the vision that he has put in place for his kingdom. It will only take a demon and a demonic spirit to fight the agenda of God for the kingdom. It is not flesh, it's not blood, it's demonic irrespective of how it is shrouded in ministry, in, in mystery and intellectualism, it is demonic it's satanic and you just have to read certain books written by prophets, when you read books like Final Quest, when you read books like Prepare for Battle you understand the reality as to the accusations that churches go through because they are working in the nature of God and because they are, they are having the ability to support projects and to turn things around by the force of finance then you understand that what is happening is like how poor people hate rich people. As if rich people made their fathers poor. There's a demon that is warring them. Because when the rich people's fathers were working, your father was sleeping around. Your father was drinking alcohol. Your father was wasting 24 hours. Others thought that they could use it. Can it how old is How many people his age have what he has? Do you know the taxis he has been driving in Bronx, New York? Do you know the suffering he has suffered? So you are sitting there, you chopping your poverty. He says that that's cocaine business and this and that. It's poverty that brings you to that realm where you feel that everything he has, he should give it to you. That is the same way when people in the kingdom are prospering, the devil engineers the mind of people to talk against them, to fight them. Unfortunately, most people have not read the truth of the word to see that it would take financial success and financial abundance before we can have the global systems under the influence of the kingdom. If we don't have the money, we can't make the change. It's impossible. You see, the wealth that God wants to transfer to you, the word that wants to translate into your account, does not just have to do with your person and what you want to build and the yacht you want to have and the car you want to drive. Those things are frivolous, stupid things in the sight of God. He has a major assignment for the kingdom where he wants to influence the nine mountains, the nine systems. And unfortunately, most Christians don't even know there is a kingdom. There are people who have never heard that word before. Every average Muslim knows the Islamic agenda. They know it by heart. They are taught it. You go to Sunday school, they are teaching you. Yes, you are say foolish things. How would that solve problems in life? 
why we have trained a lot of moralists without power. Moralists without influence. When people watch the church and they laugh, they mock. That is changing now. So, God's thought and God's plan for you is for you to walk in financial success. Let's look at one of those verses. Second Corinthians. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency. Ah, somebody say amen. That you always, somebody say always, having all sufficiency, say all sufficiency, in all things, say all things, may abound to every good work. God says that the system that will bring the results at the end of the day, we are operating a system, we have a vision, we are working towards it. It will only happen when we have sufficiency in all things, always. We are talking about quantum. We are talking about the quality. And we are also talking about the time factor. Every time you must have it always. In what measure? Sufficiency. In what dimensions? All things. That's how to make influence. That is how to make influence. We have trained a bunch of, you know, the average Christian does not have a vision. The average Christian does not have a written down, codified, eh, workable, practical vision. The average Christian does not have it. That's how we are many, but we have no impact. Because there is no plan. There's no plan. So you see people with big lands. They don't know what to, what they can use the land for. They don't have a plan. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness. So let us look at this other verse. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus. Now, the first scripture is I read. When you study the context, he was talking about giving and receiving and he was talking about a giving to the church and sacrifice. So the grace he was talking about was money. Was not the grace of salvation. He was already speaking to Christians who are already born again, who are already saved. We get the context right. Second Corinthians chapter eight verse nine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Have you seen that? But it does not end there. That you, through his poverty, might be rich. You see, the end thought of God concerning the believer is riches, not poverty. For so long a time, Christianity has had synonyms and bedfellows like mediocrity, average, poverty. You see, lackluster, no sign, nothing is shining. When you, when you say somebody is a Christian, the first thing that comes to your mind is that the person does not have. But that thought is not scriptural. It may be cultural, but it's not scriptural. 
It may be an ideology placed in people by where they are coming from, but not the revealed word of God. So, you see that when the devil is attacking your poverty, he's attacking your money, he, it is not the money he does not want you to have, but he does not want you to be able to accomplish the vision. Why? Because word provision is guaranteed, vision will be fulfilled. So, if the devil does not want somebody to travel from, let's say, Accra to Takurade, he will not take Takurade away. He just takes the fuel from your car. He just takes the provision, the resource, that the capacity to take you there away. So that you have the plan, but it will never be fulfilled. Why? Because you can't walk from here to Takurade. You will need fuel, which is your money, which is the asset that you have to use to push to make the vision come to reality. So, you see, the poverty is not just about even you. It's a systemic plan organized by hell to frustrate the visions of people. Now, this is my son, BCK. He sings. He's doing well now. And he's doing very well in the, in the, in the music industry. And he'll do better, amen? But when we were back in KNUST, he used to have this issue with his throat. I mean, there were times that he would cough and there would be some substance that would come. Whitey substance. Initially, I used to play with it. Not play with it like, uh, but I mean, I didn't take it serious. Till after some time, because we prayed about it first time. He said, stop. We prayed about it again. Second time, he said, stop. Then he came, he came back and checked. I said, no, this thing, I have to really fast and really pray about it. How would he have done the music with that issue in his throat? God is not going to, the devil is not going to kill you. He's going to play something that will imbalance the system so that you are frustrated even though you have a plan, it cannot be achieved. That's what poverty does to people. It is poverty that makes you see your father's land and you see uncompleted buildings. The plot is a sign of vision but it takes money to fulfill it. That's how you see people who have plans. You see their architectural plans, but the building they have erected is not according to the plan they dream. Money is the reason why they built what they built. But Bible said that through the poverty of Christ, the idea of God is for you to have riches. Why? So that you have the mandate of the kingdom at heart and push it to the fullest. Praise God. I said praise God. Number two, it is the delight of God. It is the delight of God. For you to have all round peace. All round. Somebody say all round. So as we looked at the first systemic concept, which was prosperity, you realize we spoke about prosperity of the spirit. Then prosperity of the soul and prosperity of the body. Amen. Somebody say a better amen. 
when, when, as we are going, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be connecting certain things. But I want you to understand that any part of your life that you are finding that you are not prospering, it's not God at work. He has shown you his vision for you. He has shown you his thoughts. He has shown you his plan. You see, if the devil wants a very spiritual woman not to have enough resources to push the kingdom, he will just pair her up with a useless man as a husband. He won't pay tithe. He won't give to the church. He won't give to the kingdom. Then he allows the devil to come to the family and mess the family up. Even though the woman is prayer for the head. She's praying. She's fasting. But the covering over the house is broken. And the devil knows that. I mean the woman is to support the man. Not the other way around. Not the other way around. And the devil knows that if the man has the means, he has the mission, and he has a message and a mandate from God, he will be able to move the family to do great things for God, like Abraham did. He frustrates them and leaves everybody else intact. Then stands back and watches them struggling all their lives, finding a way forward when the head is rotten. It's not after small strategic now, so, if somebody has been around for more than 2000 years ago I mean when people grow 80 years and you talk to them they have a lot of experience and exposure they understand things and they can make it with this person was brought down many years ago he, he, he doesn't have he, he has seen your type wake up now wake up So, the second point I was saying that it is the delight of God that we have all around peace. Somebody say peace. Now, again, let us look at this verse. First Thessalonians 5.23. We are going to fire some prayers. Somebody say hallelujah. Going to fire some prayers. And you come into the house of God and you already look like a boss. How will God lose you? A boss without portfolio. A boss without shares. A boss without Swiss bank account. A boss without assets. Forgive. First Thessalonians five twenty-three. Are some people praying here? Anything that is resisting any part of my life. Shakatabadabadabadabasha. 
In the name of Jesus. So, you know, when you are dealing, so you see, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Army, they are all soldiers, but they are not the same. Praise God. They are all not the same. That's how you may be dealing with, you know, you may be having a certain kind of spiritual leadership that is teaching you a certain dimension of reality to the neglect of to the neglect of a lot of other dimensions because he has not experienced it. Now, if you have never sat under a prophetic ministry, how will you be able to deal with things like hearing the voice of God? The prophetic. Breaking curses, patterns in life, transgenerational curses. How will you be able to deal with such topics? You will be reading my if you are sitting under somebody who has never worked in that reality, how does he teach you to know it? <laughs> That's why it's so dangerous for you to listen to one a denominational teacher on a topic, on a, on a sensitive topic like the prophetic and compare it to the realities that a prophet is teaching on the prophetic. They are not the same. He is teaching something he thinks or he has heard. We are teaching something we know. Jesus said, you are also worshipping God, John chapter 4, but you are worshipping what you don't know, but we are worshipping what we know. In the same worship, some people have the experience of the substance, some people don't. We don't compare a prophet teaching on things that are related to the prophetic to a pastor, a reverend minister somewhere who doesn't understand the topic. I mean, with all due respect to traditional systems, but if you do not have understanding in that area, challenges, what you have to say, it doesn't matter. You don't know it. If your headmaster is old, so because you say he's old, he should teach French, you will see what you will get. It's no age that makes you pass a subject. It's competence. My goodness. So peace. So when we look at the peace, uh, the word peace again, we'll see the three dimensions there. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. Somebody say holy. Holy means that. Paul has an understanding of the systemic perspective. He said that every person must be whole. Every person must be complete. What does he mean? It means that in every person's life are certain compartments. In every person's life are certain constituents. But the, the wish of God is for you to be whole. What does it mean? It means that it is not the plan of God for you to have money and be prayerless. To have money in your account but deal with paralysis all your life. Or to be intellectually brilliant but has no money to further education. But to be whole, to be complete. That means that all the parts of your life are important to God. And his desire for you is for you to do well in all those parts of life. Somebody say amen. 
that means that every kind of failure, every kind of lack, every kind of stagnation is a defeat to the strategy of God. You don't get it. Because his purpose and plan is for you to be whole. Let's read. You get it. Let's read. And I pray God, your whole spirit, somebody say spirit, and soul, say soul, and body be preserved blameless in unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you seen that? Paul is saying that your preservation, anything that you can you can preserve, prospers. Everything that you can preserve is a is a very um, a valuable material. That's how you see oil. Oil, oil is preserved for years. It doesn't, it doesn't just spoil within days. Oil, diamonds, they are preserved. So in preservation is prosperity. But what's something? He says that that preservation mandate must be there till the day Jesus comes. Can you believe that? Can you believe that from the time you are born again to the time Jesus comes, you are expected to walk in a realm of peace and prosperity all those days? Can you accept that this is the truth of the word of God? So, and the very God of peace. Now, why would Apostle Paul use the term peace? Now, this particular piece that he was talking about in the Greek etymology is Aaron, Aaron, E-I-R-E-N-E. And the word means health, welfare, and prosperity. Can you believe that? Do you know what is more surprising concerning this word of peace? When we also use the Hebrew rendition, of the word peace, which is Salem. Salem. That's why we have people from the Arabian Peninsula greeting Salam Aleikum. Peace be unto you. That's why Jerusalem is the city of peace. Salem. But can you believe that in that same rendition of Salem is the word prosper? <laughs> so, where the Greek? Or Hebrew, when God speaks about peace, he's speaking about prosperity. Peace be unto you means that have complete welfare. Let every part of your life experience welfare. There are things that people experience in their lives as believers that they do not know they must not experience. Ah, somebody receive understanding now. So, peace of the spirit. Some people cannot sleep because of nightmares, bad dreams. They cannot sleep. There are people who have been having a cycle of vision, same vision. They have been seen more than 300 times the same demonic vision. They can't sleep restless. It must stop now. I said it must stop now. Look at someone tell the person, take charge, take charge, take charge, take charge. 
Now, there are people that one month will not come. They will visit hospital. One month. Just four weeks. Those people, do they have peace in their body? Do they have peace in their mind? I mean, it does not take long hospital. There are people that they have doctors for them. Has your doctor called? Has your doctor come? Hey! Will you see your doctor? There are people that when you enter their presence is drugs. All you smell is drugs. Red and blue, yellow and black, red and green, green and white, green and red. Colors. And month after month, day after day, they are not doing better. Now, when you ask somebody, how are you? And the person says, it is fine. Um, don't believe the answer. It's a default answer. We, we, are, we, are, we, are, we have been trained, nurtured, and courted to give that answer. It's not that is the reality. If you see the person even dying, and you ask the person, how are you? The person has been taught to say, I'm fine. When the person is dying. Maybe say, I don't know, I've seen the wheel. The person may be saying, I'm fine, but the person knows in him, in her, that there are issues. But as a child of God, that is not part of the blueprint of God concerning your life. So what is say reality? When I say a reality, I'm not talking about something that you say is real. Eh? When I say reality, I'm talking about a spiritual phenomena that needs to be experienced over scripture. When you ask, when you when you are talking to believers, let's be real. Now let's be real. That means that let's say something foolish outside scripture. That is reality to them. But there is nothing real than what Jesus said. There is nothing real than what Jesus did. My goodness. So, God's plan for you is to have all around peace. That means that anytime a trouble is coming or trouble is approaching you, he wants you to look back to the map. Look back to 3 John verse 2. Look back to 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and say that this one I must defeat it. Somebody asked Bishop Brady, he said, have you ever had a problem before? He said, maybe he came and he didn't notice it. He said, maybe he came I didn't notice it. Things that people say is impossible is what they are riding on in Winners Chapel now. I was listening to him last night. He said that we have prayed and had 
miracles for more than 140 cases they have been turned coronavirus cases have been turned from negative from positive to negative 140 living human beings including a senator that is his reality you see when you take the bible have you taken a book or God's voice Eh? it's a book you are a librarian you are a grammarian or at least a scholar have you taken the spirit word that carries life which is a voice you don't research the bible you don't research the bible the bible speaks to you how do you research the bible God's voice communicates to you. Don't research. How do you research God's voice? How do you research the word? How do you research? You research other materials. Here, you are finding what the spirit is saying. That will turn your situation around. That's how come people have been in church, but nothing has changed. One day, one pastor friend asked me, he said that I know that Titus in the Bible myself. I, I also now when a pastor begins to talk like that, you know that the end will not be good. So I was waiting for where to branch. He said that we have been going to church since our, our childhood. I said, Yes, I, we have been going to the same church. He said that all the people who have been there, what has changed in their life? I said, I, I've, I've not seen anything. He said that in this church, all those who came rich are rich, all those who came poor are poor. After 20 years of paying time, don't you? I said, I see. You see, so what do you think about it? I said, I think it's the word of God and it's true. He said, No, that's not the thing. Do you think that God will put money in your pocket because you pay time? What have you heard God say? Concerning financial prosperity, so you see old men, old women, young men, young women coming in front, hurrying to come to bring their tithe. Then you ask them basic questions, then they don't have an idea. It's like when you see a lady who has come, and some of my daughters are like that. Uh, uh, who is this guy? Mama, I love you. There are people, the women they bring marriage or relationship, I say no. You don't hear from them for I mean, six months. One year. That means that they are preparing to marry. So the next thing you see is invite. So I've, I've seen a lot of things. I was preaching eight years ago. Yeah. So, if I'm ten years ago. So why do you want to uh, marry this person? Mama, we are praying about it and... Uh, we have considered and I think that it will help my life and God has said, I said fine. does he have a work? Oh, Baba, love, 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 love conquers all. I said, love conquers how many? He said, all. Not, not a work. Does he have a stable source of income? A work. Eh? Mama, is it? 
in all the, it's, it's just love. In all the race is love. If you love somebody, you can do anything for the person. How will you pay your bills? But love, love will make a way. How will you eat? Papa, love, love will do it. You know, at a point, eh, you feel that 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 person who is talking about love maybe has met love as a person in the room. Because it's so wonderful. How can you be saying this and you are sure like that? <laughs> then they force the pair. Hey, somebody who is more working before you marry will work after you marry the person. Oh, you are a fool than any cow. Hey, when the person was coming to meet your parents, to give them assurance that they will take care of you, he was not working. Now, after that, <laughs> oh. One years, two years. Papa, I want us to talk about something. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm there. What is it? Papa is my husband. But Papa, let's pray. Things are very difficult. Your mind. Years ago, you were told. There are people who can't come back to me to say what they are going to even do I know. Because they were warm. Don't wear green. Don't wear green. You say green is my favorite. I'm from Nigeria. You say well. That's the word they say no. This green is not Nigeria green, it's Pakistan green. It's Iran green. Mercy. Ask the person close to you, what are you thinking about? Ask the person, what are you thinking about? I said that when it comes to the systems of priority, two things come above love. Number one, wisdom. Number two, purpose. Then love. You know, God and Kasa, God knows me. God, He knows me personally so much that He knows that if He brings some people my way, He won't be easy. So he instead brings some people. Someday I will explain. Yeah. Because God knows that this boy, He does not like, I mean, there is no way to work. God and Kasa, He knows. Yeah. So when you look at things that you have to focus on, as I'm speaking right now, I'm speaking to somebody. Love is number three. And you see, when young people talk about love, they are not talking about understanding. Yeah. It's either orgasm or libido. Yeah. That's love. How is it that when you love somebody, you can't sleep? Are you normal? Are you going to be restless all your life? We don't take care, the next generation of leaders will have the world will even now. Our generals, the world is mocking at them. Our generals, those men and women who stood with great men of God in history, even them, they are laughing at them. Now, the next generation of prophets whose interest is to show their Mercedes and their Rolex watch, the world won't laugh at us. They will embrace us. 
We are falling so low. They were better. We are together. How much your role is? How much is mine? Forgive. So when God says that he wants you to have peace, he's talking about peace in your mind, peace in your spirit, and peace in your body. And as I was speaking about the issue of relationships, I was speaking about peace in your mind. Amen? Yeah. 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 Stop lying. I can't live without you. Stop lying. How can you live without a human being? Die right now. Die. You see the person has remarried. I can't live without you. I don't know. Who said you can't? It's not true. Don't lie. Don't lie because of WhatsApp. Don't lie. I think I was made for you and you were made for me. Hey, do you understand purpose? Do you understand purpose? <laughs> when God was making you, he was making you because of the person. Not his vision, not his plan, not his mandate, not his assignment. And you see how the Lord rises so fast. When one sees the other one has cheated, Papa will say love never fails. You see your face, your face like snake. When you say wow, when you say wow, <laughs> mercy. As you saw the person cheated, that love that you said is from Adamic Eden. <laughs> Suddenly, sublimed like comfort under heat. Turn from solid state to guess your state. Where is that love? <laughs> First Corinthians 13, 30, Bible says, love never fails. What happened to your home? If love never fails, then a human being must never have an ex. If love never fails, then a human being must never have an ex. Why? Because your love for that person must be stronger and must be growing stronger. <laughs> your face like polo. Polo. <laughs> polo. Mercy. What choices are you making? Because of coldness. Coldness on your skin. Ah. Can I go on? Let's go on point three. Therefore, anything that is limiting any dimension of, of your all-round prosperity must be broken. Somebody say amen. Now, I've shown you from the first premise I laid that the divine thought, will, and purpose of God concerning your life is for you to experience prosperity of the spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Third John verse 2. And I showed you verse, uh, in the second premise I laid that the delight of God is for you to have peace. Praise God. You see, that's why all the most peaceful nations in the world are prosperous nations. Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, 
America. United States of America, sorry. And that's why you see all the places they are fighting, they are poor. Iran, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Libya, Northern Nigeria, Rwanda. Having Rwanda now, they have peace and they are working seriously. Syria. You see, so wherever there is war, the devil is staying there. And prophetically, and even geographically, wherever there is war, it's also a desert area. And Jesus said, when a demon leaves a man, he goes to a desert. When he finds there is no rest, then he comes back. So where there is desert and there is war, demons are there. Causing chaos, disorder in the land. But when you go to peace, you find that God's presence is there. That's why anytime God wants you to prosper, he first, you see, there are certain things in your life that God has to destabilize before he will stabilize. Now, if you did a physics to just SHS, no, GHS, do you do GHS physics? No. SHS, I mean inter-science, right? You would understand that there is stable equilibrium, unstable equilibrium, <laughs> Neutral. Now, if you don't remember those things, anyway, let's go. So, let's go. Let's go. Hey, let me tell you, let me ask you again. Let me ask you How do you get seven in one paper? When you are looking for seven to go to university, one paper, you have seven. Forgive. This is it. Betrayed the results of my results of my man. There was a guy who lied to the mother that he, he didn't have results. <laughs> I saw the mother that the son said he didn't have results. I said it's not possible. Hey, did everybody get results in the school? Yes. How come you pay didn't have results? So you are lying. We said the guy's things. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. He, he, he did research for more than two times before he was able to complete the University of Ghana. That's the University of Ghana. Ah, well, if he had been UCC, he would have become a pantry, a, a pantry server. He would be serving people at Atlantic Hall. Mercy. So, three, therefore, anything that is limiting any dimension of your all-round, all-round prosperity must be broken. Let's look at something. Luke chapter 13, verse 16 to 17. God made you to prosper. Every manufacturer manufactures a product for it to prosper. Hidden in the constituents of every product is an intention coded and written by the manufacturer for that product to excel. When they make car, they want the car to excel. When they make phone, they want the phone to excel. Even human beings that made things want things to excel. How much more God who made you? His intention is for you to excel. And God is not an old grandfather with white hair sitting in a chair with a club in his hand. The picture that traditional systems gave us concerning God. In fact, if you want to see how God will 
deal with any issue, look at Jesus. Jesus is the image and representation and essence of God. How God would deal with the situation is how Jesus dealt with it. That's it. Jesus said, I am not of my own. Anything I do, I do because of the one who sent me. That's it. When you see Jesus and you see people sick, he doesn't say find quarantine room for them for isolation centers. Bible said he cleans the lepers. Do you know leprosy is contagious? Do you know leprosy is one of the top three most contagious sicknesses in the world? He cleans them by touching them. You see a pastor preaching with nose mask, face guard, and ear covering. What is that? A pastor who is called to be like Jesus. I mean, I, let me just think. Now, after coronavirus, we all see the difference between career-oriented pastors and calling-oriented pastors. We all see the difference. Mercy. Luke chapter 13 verse 16. I want you to look at this verse carefully. If it's your, if it's your Bible, you can underline it. That's if you have a, soft, a hard copy. If it's a soft copy, you can also bookmark it. Even some, uh, there are some software that you can underline even in the soft copy, right? Yeah. Mark, uh, Luke chapter 13 verse 16. I want you to look at this verse. Then we'll begin to pray very soon. I want you to determine that there are things that you are experiencing in your life that today will be the last day you deal with that situation. Say amen. Now, why have we created a cycle of repeating certain prayers? And every time, there are people who have been praying about the same thing for eight years. Now, it has not changed. It has not changed. I see God visiting somebody in the name of Jesus. Luke 13, 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his enemies were ashamed. And all the people rejoice for all the glorious things that were done by him. That means that the woman was healed. Amen. But I want you to consider verse 16 once again. Now, Satan, who is a spirit being, is able to bind people for years. Have you seen that? Whom Satan had bound for 18 years. it is possible eh, to be walking under a certain realm of oppression that 
you will never know because you have never had the freedom and liberation that is possible. For example, if a child you know, committed a crime and it was taken to prison as a young boy, juvenile, that child, if the person is there for let's say 10, 20 years, now that child will never be able to know what 18 year people can do or 20 year people can have or 25 year people can do or 30 years because by the time he's out he's almost 40 but when he was there he was eating he was thanking God he was sleeping he was thanking God he was alive he was thanking God but he was thanking God in an atmosphere of subjection and oppression that he never knew that he thought that is the best life would be for him until he suddenly receives liberation then he sees the possibilities that are around so if all your life you have been living under a certain oppression and you never break free from that oppression you can never understand the possibilities of enjoying certain dimensions of blessings why? because that opportunity didn't come When you are in a school and it's not a very good school and you see the best student getting 16 in BEC. For you, 16 sounds very palatable because over four years, that has been the highest grade in the whole district. But when you move to another school and you see somebody had eight and you say the person didn't do well. You see that so it was possible for the 16 guy to get 10 ones if it was good. Why? The change of environment the resources available will shift his performance and the pedigree of success is a job. So in the same way, if you are a believer and you are sick for 10 years, you will never understand what it means to have divine healing. You cannot appreciate what it means to have financial breakthrough if you are always under financial struggle. It is a word. It's a concept. It's not an experience. It's not a phenomenon. It's not something that you, you know is tangible. Because you've never accessed it practically. That's how dangerous it is to be under oppression. That means that your, your, you see, not just what you can have, but your, your, your ability to imagine beyond the boundaries that you know is also not there. If you are born in prison, or if you are a child and you went to prison, look at, you just know that this is the size of the environment I can play. I do my playing here. I do my washing here. I cannot go beyond here. If I want to talk to people, people here, I cannot make calls. I cannot go out. I cannot this, I cannot that. It defines the boundaries of your imagination. And that becomes your reality. When there is a whole world outside that you have never known. Why? Because when you were taken there, you did not have that ability to see the realities of joy, peace, prosperity that others were enjoying. That's how come there are Christians whose families, three generations, four generations, everybody is enjoying poverty. When they hear financial prosperity, it's a topic. But you enter other families who have experienced it. Master, I have gone to homes where when they finished buying food for dogs, we were counting more than 12,000 gallons. For dogs. Don't insult it. You don't have money. Don't insult it. Chalk. 
The person does not respect it as money. Somebody who is complaining that God, my mother is against me now because she has given me Corolla to drive and not Mercedes Benz. That's punishment. They have reduced his monthly allowance from 2,000 Ghana to 2,500 Ghana. That's punishment. That is his reality. Somebody is asking for 100 Ghana along. 100. To watch it apply. 100 Ghana over 30 days. People are managing when they are drinking water, they are managing. You see others. Who are in swimming pool? My God. One day I was favored to enter a certain place. I saw the man swimming in his pool. And when he was just done swimming, he came out, he wore something on the I don't know the name. Then he then he went back and he flashed all the water away. Then he popped me one. I was so sad then. I was just looking at him. Hey, this is Ghana. 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 There are people who don't have water in their homes. You see people carrying back their passing their match. I poured everything and that's new one and went to sleep. You see people eating food with joy. I see others eating fruit with bitterness. Poverty. Poverty makes physical issues look spiritual. Let me repeat. I said poverty makes physical issues look very spiritual. You see, nice boy can't get money to buy this house. You think that is a spirit of madness. It's fine now. You see people smelling as if, as if they, are, they are demons. They can't buy person. Forgive. Now, so as you as you as you saw in Luke chapter 13, verse 16, you see that the devil was able to bind the woman for 18 years. That means that a business can be under oppression. Now, this woman was bound so much by the devil that physically she could not lift herself up. Can you believe that? My God. Look at verse 11. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity. Have you seen a spirit of infirmity? Have you seen it? A spirit of infirmity. <laughs> that means that when you enter infirmaries, there are a lot of spirits there. That means when you enter hospital, there are a lot of spirits there. There is a spirit called infirmity. That the spirit he weakens people. Infirm is to is to, is to not make people firm. That is to loosen them, to weaken them. Yeah. 
You see, sick people, they are all weak people. And it's a spirit. One bishop died said, depression is a spiritual case. And they said that people were commenting and insulting. Like a medical doctor, why do you say it's a spiritual case? It's just a mental state of... Are you not even afraid for a medical doctor trained practice to say something like this? You, you should be scared that, hey, if a medical doctor has said this, then all of us who are reading geography and statistics, we must believe it. Because he has practiced this and has practiced that and he's saying this now. You see, foolish people insult. 18 years and was bound together and could in no wise lift up herself. Now, when you see people who are unable to lift up themselves, whether it's career, whether it's ministry, whether it's health, whether it's business, you should know that there is a spirit at work. There are people, as I'm speaking now, in your homes, 10 years, you have not seen any new paint on the walls. Five years, you have not seen anything change in the house. Why can't we lift up ourselves? There are things that are working in the house. But these things that are working in the house, it's not part of the blueprint of God for your life. There are hopes that when you enter, women don't marry. Wedding. Like, even Corona wedding. Just get that 20 people. Share cake. They can't. Corona. Corona wedding. You didn't, you didn't get some. Nothing. People who have bought their wedding gown. Everything. No man. Your grandmother is advising you. You say you are going to ask your mother. Who born your mother? Who born your mother? That's why it's so important for you to pray. And you are not just praying, hoping for something. But you are praying, knowing the picture that God wants your life to be. And praying your life to be that picture. I have to prosper mentally. I have to prosper spiritually. I have to prosper financially. I have to have all kinds and dimensions of prosperity. And as I'm praying, I am achieving that blueprint of God. You are not just praying anyhow. You are not clapping your hands, making noise. You have a strategy. You have an approach. And you know what is what your life is expected to become at the end of the day. That's how so many people are in jail. What did you hear today? They don't remember. They don't remember. Because there are no systems that they have created. No tunnels. No nothing. Just there. So even prayer, when you are done and you ask them, what do you pray about? That's even now, what do you expect? That's God is changing somebody now. So when, 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 when you read verse 11, the verse we read, you, saw, you see that it was a spirit that bowed her down. She could not lift herself up. That's, that, that is the extent that motivational speaking cannot take care of. You can do it. Lift yourself up. You, it's just five points. Dedication, devotion, shin, shin. There are people who are into things that they cannot explain. They don't know how they entered there. And they don't know how they would come out. But they know that there is something worrying them. I remember way back in Kenwood, the prayer secretary, there was this lady who called me at dawn, around 3 a.m. and we met at Queenzone. 
And she said that I'm going to tell you something. They said, let's, let's talk. Go pray on the second you hear things. He said that as you see me here, even though I'm 19 or 20 years, I've slept with more than 400 different men. I said, come here. I said, 400 different men. I said, wow. He said, I have not slept with any of them just once. How did you get there? Including uncles, driver, daddies, drivers, and other people. How did you get there? Born again, born again, Holy Ghost filled, speaking in tongues. So when you compare the blueprint of what the life of the believer must be and what people are experiencing, you see that the devil is attacking certain dimensions of their life. Have you not seen brilliant children who are coming from poor homes that you keep asking yourself, how would they go to university? You see scholarship? Do they give Cocoa Ball scholarship to poor people? This uh, uh, Ajua Safua Kantanka's daughter, they are having scholarship. Huh? People who are MPs, people who can pay their own fees, people who can see a Dunkedier's children are having scholarship. You have gone there with your son with, from which school? Madina DA. Madina DA. They said DA means da. Da. no longer give scholarship to those people. You fight your way through. And there are some uh, there was a guy I met. I think he was a driver. He was driving me somewhere. He said he had nine. Zero nine. And he did not have admission to Presec, Legon, Accra Academy, St. Aquinas. Nine to read visual arts. Visual arts? Nine. That's how he came. He became a taxi driver. People had 16. They went to Presec, Legon. People had 19. They went to infantry school. You have your own. And you went to where you went to. But what? But best is here. We now are trying to find an issue. I need a doctor. Hey, a doctor. Hey, now that is it. Eh? Your first exam is two hundred eighty. That's why I said, me, I will never go to any graduation where the person did not get first class. It's a waste of my legs, my strength, my energy, and everything. I will never go. It's an insult and indictment to the people who came to celebrate you. That I came here four years. I fooled, I failed, and this is my jollof. This is my jollof. Yes, Ask Bernard. Ask Bernard. It's only first class I go for. The, I came for your first degree graduation. You had no first class. That's all. Don't worry, I don't come. What am I going to do there? It's a disgrace to be around. To see the shame when your name is mentioned. Third class and you have stood up. You should have fallen down to die. Now, when you were going to school, what were you expecting? What happened between the expectation and your manifestation? foolishness is what happened. If anybody will learn, the person will do well. I'm telling you. 
when they have to look at the mirror, it's not. There are people by the, by the time you see how they are sitting behind the book, you know it won't enter their head. They are lousing behind the book. Hey! But let those people hear something is happening outside. Yes, And unfortunately, you are you didn't study. You two are there's no money in the house. You see how you have made your parents have difficult life. But they can't tell you because they give birth to you, they say that you say it's not a good parent. But when they sleep, they think, hey, so these three years or these four years, what happened? You came with trunk, where's your troubles? I can't find it. I think I gave it to my school daughter. Look, troubles. How did you bring your books? I dashed. I dash now. And who do you want to marry? Either Jeff Bezos' son or Bill Gates. Eh. That go to Kaneshi and sit under the footbridge and hope for a resurrection. How did we get there? Praise God. Ask the person close to you, how serious are you taking your academics? Ask the person. Ask, ask the person. Ask the person. How many books do you read in a week? Ask the person. Anyways, he has a message. Oh. What's the name of your daddy? Daddy is Dr. Kwame Any spirit of Shualewa that came upon our life. Why don't you just set the right path for others to enjoy? But the spirit was able to bind the woman for years until Jesus came. Somebody, Jesus is coming into your situation. Point four. 
we have an enviable position as sons and daughters of Abraham. Now remember that in the book of Luke chapter 13 verse 16 and 17, Jesus said that, Ought not this woman who is a daughter of Abraham. So, you see, the healing that Jesus was effecting in the body of the woman was because the woman was a daughter of Abraham. So I'm going to show you what is it with Abraham that must release your healing. That must release your prosperity. That must release your all-round rest. And why? That because of the Abrahamic legacy, you must not suffer certain reproaches and shame. Say amen. Say, I have an enviable position in Christ. See, I'm a son or a daughter of Abraham. Amen. Galatians chapter 3 verse 14. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you enjoying the message, somebody? Galatians chapter 3 verse 14. Let me show you something. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Somebody say faith. So anybody and everybody who has faith in God accesses the Abrahamic promise. Somebody say amen. Now I'm going to show you what happened in that promise. And what were the evidences that were demonstrated in the life of Abraham because he had faith. Now remember that scholars have agreed and scripture has agreed and even God said that Abraham is one of the friends that he had. A friend of God and a father of faith. He's the source of the, 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 the let me say the exodus of faith. The genesis of faith is in God. God is the source of faith. God is the source of faith. But when you are talking about the movement of faith into action, somebody who heard God and obeyed God, we are speaking about Abraham. So we can, we can say that Abraham is one of the fathers when it comes to the exodus, the movement, the practice of faith. But when we are talking about the genesis of faith, the Bible said that Jesus is the author of faith. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. So the source of faith itself is God. But when it comes to the plane of men, people who activated faith and who demonstrated faith, then we can speak about Abraham. So now, Galatians 3.14 has shown us that there is a blessing of Abraham that must come upon Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Now, how was Abraham blessed? How was he blessed? Genesis 24 verse 1. Then you see the systemic concept once again there. As we looked at the first point, that has to do with, beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in good as they so prosper. With the third John verse 2, and we looked at the second one, be kept blameless. Soul, spirit, and body. First Thessalonians 5.23, you will see the same systemic word there. You see, anything that God repeats, he repeats for a reason. Anything that God says twice, there is a reason behind it. He is affirming that truth. He is emphasizing that so that it becomes your point of consideration and focus. So let's look at this. Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. In how many things? This is the blessing that was manifested in the life of Abraham. Every son of Abraham, every daughter of Abraham must manifest this blessing. They're all things blessing. Prosperity of the spirit 
prosperity of the soul, prosperity of the body. It must be manifest. That's why Jesus said that. Why is it that a daughter of Abraham, a man who prospered in all things, the Bible said that he was old, well stricken in age. That means that when he was growing, he was still well. He was not growing sickly. He was not growing tired. He was well. Even though he was stricken in age, he was well. He had strength. His body, he had vitality. He was able to do everything that he would do. Bible said that at the age of 120 years, Abraham was a young man. Bible called Abraham young man. Somebody who is old, who has given birth at 100 years. And Isaac has grown beyond 30 years. And they climb mountain three days and they come back. He never complained of injury. He never talked about backbone. When he was giving birth to Isaac, Isaac, he was 99. Entry to Henry. He was 99. Promise him. Henry, he gave birth. Isaac grew. They went up to mountain. You see hundred people climbing mountain. Blessed in all things, including his joints, including his sinews, including his bones. They were the blessing of them. So when Jesus saw a daughter of Abraham, he said, how can this be that somebody who is a daughter of Abraham ought she not be free? Why shouldn't she be free? Because the person who she's related with by blood was well and in all things was blessed even at an old age. Therefore, that legacy must be hers. That inheritance must be hers. That promise must be hers. How do we come in? Through faith in Christ Jesus. Through faith in Christ Jesus. The moment we believe the gospel, we have activated faith in Christ Jesus. If we have activated faith in Christ Jesus, we have connected to the inheritance and the promise that is found in Abraham. That blessing must be activated in my life. And that is the reality of the gospel. God does not expect you to be sick, to be weak, to be dying, to be poor, to be broken down. He expects you to be strong. He expects you to be doing what he expects you to prosper on every side. Why? Through faith in Christ Jesus. That is his plan. Therefore, anything that has been holding you down, holding your ministry down, holding your career down, holding your business down, right now I cast that situation in the name of Jesus. So as you pray, you pray with understanding. Knowing the plan of God concerning your life. What is it that you have to see? You are not coming to God with an idea. You are not coming to God with a plan you have that you think that this good thing is good for you. You have to find out what he has purposed and planned concerning your life. And show him what he said will happen in your life. And activate faith through Christ Jesus. And Deliver up massive prayer so that now your life becomes a reflection of what he promised. God does not listen to men. God listens to himself. If you find his plan and you bring his plan to him, you have shown him what he said that he would do. Then you release it through prayer and forces what he said he would do. What has he said concerning your healing? What has he said concerning your prosperity? That's why the power of discovery is the power of difference. What has he said concerning your career? So if you see that the picture he said that in every way you must be blessed, 
then you have to come to him through faith in Christ, presenting to him the gospel that he said. Then every chain that is upon your life through ignorance or through a curse or through whatever must be dealt with. Why? You have not received an understanding of what it is that you have. You can be eating junk food all your life just because you did not know your father owns the restaurant. Till one day somebody says, ah, what's your surname? You mentioned, your, your, your father is the owner. I said, my daddy, my daddy, you were the Gary Potter bear three years. As you were eating Gary Potter, you were thanking God. But by the power of discovery, you would have eaten better. Therefore, with this understanding, I want you to stand on your feet right now. We fire one or two prayers. Anything that is holding my life down, anything that is holding my career down, which is not a reflection of the plan of God, which is not a reflection of the purpose of God concerning my life, let it be broken. Somebody say amen. Oh, somebody say a better amen. Lift up your right hand with me. Say in the name of Jesus. Say I declare through faith in Christ Jesus as a son or daughter. As a son or daughter of Abraham. Say I declare anything holding my all-round prosperity. As I clap my hands, I break it. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands. Lift up your voice. to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word, accept it, adjust to it, and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast, and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed. To clear my day.